It's me again. <laughs> oh, just in case you didn't hear me the first time, my name's Nate, and I'm the pastor here. And what a privilege. Uh, it's just been an honor. Uh, grad, grad once again. We're so proud of you. We love you. We're thankful for you. We're with you. Uh, God is with you. And we're excited to see uh, the future that God has for you and, you and, and just to see how you're going to impact this world for him. And it's just going to be awesome. And we're excited. Growing up, there was two things that uh, I was really involved in that I loved. The first one was anything dealing with sports. Anything dealing with sports, I was in it. I wanted to be it. I watched it. I remember there was days I would sit and watch baseball games as a young kid, which is kind of, you know, random. You know, a lot of times young kids won't sit through a whole baseball game, but I can remember that. I loved anything dealing with sports. It was awesome. Growing up, I had three brothers. So there was four of us boys. So my mom, she is a saint. Her mansion is going to be big in heaven. I know it. But um, four of us boys, we were rowdy. We were crazy. But we loved sports, anything dealing with sports. But there was something else that we loved, and that was anything dealing with superheroes. It was something about being a young boy and thinking about being a superhero is just something you wanted to do. And so if you're like, man, if I can't be a professional sports person, whoever, basketball, baseball, football, then I'm going to be a superhero when I grow up. You know, you love that, you know, it was awesome. And so I think where my love started, this was when years ago when I was just a small child and this was up north and my grandma had a basement. Now, you know how basements can be if you've ever seen them or been around them. Sometimes they're just kind of nasty and smelly and wet and old. And, and that's kind of what, what this basement was. Well, we were, we were there one day as brothers, and we were just kind of looking through all these boxes that my, that my grandma had, and I was like, let's just go through these boxes and see what's there. We're just curious. And so we found these old comic books, old comic books that I wish I had now because they'd be worth a lot of money. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't take those or keep, keep them. But there was one comic that stuck out that I loved, and I became a fan of, fan of was the comic of the Incredible Hulk. Any Hulk fans out there? Anybody? Okay, a couple of you. All right, we're best friends now. Awesome. So, so, so something about the Incredible Hulk, there's something about superheroes, there's something special about seeing that they go from something ordinary to extraordinary, and they're able to defeat something bigger and greater. There was something as a young boy, but not even as a young boy, now as a grown man, and some of you are going to be like, man, Nate, your respect level now went down here, and then some of you, we're going to be best friends forever when I say this, but even now as an adult, I love superheroes. I love all the new superhero movies that come out. Like I said, some of you are like, just right now, you're already like, no more, Nate, no more, and some of you, we're going to hang out and be best friends, but that's okay, but there's just something about being able to see somebody that goes from just ordinary to extraordinary, and they're able to help defeat their giants in their life. As we think about that, that story is always in my lifetime. And even today, something about superheroes and what they did that always took me back to the story of David and Goliath. And that's where we're going to go today, church. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17, starting in verse 41. And we're going to read through verse 51. It'll be on the screen as well. But if you have your Bibles, turn there right now. And we're going to read this. And I want you to get this story today. Think about these things. Starting in verse 41, says this. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with the shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? Oh, this is good now. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The, the fiend said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin. Now listen to this. 
I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, amen, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you down and cut off your head. It starts to go from PG to PG-13 right here, so just hang on, all right? Listen to this, all right? And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, verse 47. And all of this assembly may know that the Lord saves, not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, listen to this, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The, st the stone sank into his forehead, and he fell on his face to the ground. Now, we might be going from PG-13 to rated R right here. Now, listen. So David prevailed over the Philistine. I love the NIV verse says, David triumphed over the Philistine. Mm, I love that. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword, drew, drew it out sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw, saw that their champion was dead, they fled. This is God's word for God's people. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord Jesus, allow us today, allow, allow us at First Church of God with your help to defeat our giants. Lord, allow us to hear from your word today in a special way, not because of any person or anybody, but only because of you, you, that we leave this place changed. We love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So first church of God, I ask you today, what is your giant today? A mistake, your past, depression, debt, the future, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We can make a list so long and we can be here all day with the list, but he's the first thing you hear in the morning. He awakens you with worry. He stirs you with stress. He's teased you. He's taunted you. He's echoed claims from one hillside to the other. He says, you don't have what it takes and you come from a long line of losers. Does it sound familiar to anybody? What is your giant today? You know your giant. You know what it is. You see it. You face it. You go through it. You've been through it. It's yet to come. You know what your giant is today. And so we're going to go through, through a few points here and through David's story and listen to a couple of these things. And, and maybe it doesn't start out off the strongest, but just hang on for a little bit. Wait till you get to the end. I'm telling you, you want to hang on and get to the end. Listen to this. The first point is this. You're the underdog. You're, you're the dog. And you're like, man, Nate, that's not very encouraging. But listen to this. David's Goliath towers above them all at nine feet, nine inches. Now that's a big dude. Now, you know what your giant is, and you know that you're an underdog compared to your giant. You know what it is that you're facing. He wears 125 pounds of armor. He wears a size 20 collar and a 56-inch belt. Now, that's not like a 56-inch belt this way. That's just a big dude. That's a, that's a broad dude right there. 56-inch belt. Biceps burst. Thigh muscles ripple. And a boast, a belt, and a belt through the canyon. He says this in 1 Samuel 17, 10. Listen to this. This day I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. This giant is huge. What is your giant 
today? What odds did you give David over his giant? Better odds than you give yourself against yours? Come on now. Your Goliath doesn't carry sword or shield. He carries thoughts of depression or suicide. He doesn't parade up and down the hills. He parades through your office. He parades through your bedroom. He parades through your classroom. He parades through many of our homes. He parades in our kids' room. He parades in our marriages. Come on now me? Just me? He brings bills you can't pay, grades you can't make, people you can't please. Come on now. People you can't please, maybe just me then. I guess that's just me today. People you can't please. That's an everyday judge. Alcohol you can't resist, pornography you can't refuse, and a past you can't shake, and a future you can't face. How long has your giant stalked you? You're the underdog. This is where the story begins to change, amen? Number two two is this. Who do you see? You know your your good. You recognize his walk and you wince at his talk. Listen to this though. This is where it starts to change for David and it can start to change for us today. David saw and heard more. David's first discussion, although it's about Goliath, was on the Lord. Listen to this in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 26. Listen to this. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he defy the armies of the living God. David shows up discussing God. Nobody else has spoken his name. At this point, David takes one step onto the stage and he raises the subject to the living God. Amen. Man, that rain's got y'all sleepy this morning. David discusses no one else but God. It's more than David versus Goliath. It's God focus versus giant focus. It's God focus versus giant focus. David majors in God. He sees the giant. He just sees God more. When's the last time you said, no more giant? I'm not going to look at you. I'm going to look at my God. He's bigger. He's greater. Amen. Look, look at David's battle cry coming out of 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45. Listen, listen to this. You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. The next time the giant wakes you up, say, I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Say, I don't see you, giant. I see my God bigger and better. Amen. When's the last time we did that? When's the last time we woke up? When's the last time before we went to bed and our giant starts to send us, starts roaming in our house and we say, no more, my God's bigger. You may come at me, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Okay, it's just me that's getting excited about this. All right. <laughs> you know your giant. You know what you're facing. In a room this size, we all are around different things. We all have different places. We're all different on the map spiritually. We all have different giants. We know that. But you know what it is. God knows what it is. But who do you see? Do you see your giant or do you see God more? Sometimes it stings a little, doesn't it? I love this. 
Listen to this. Take 1 Samuel 17, 45. Put it in your heart. Put it in your mind. Write it down. Something. I'm going to read it one more time. Make sure we get it today. You come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin. Put your own words in there. You come at me with bills you can't pay. You come at me with pornography. You come at my marriage. You come at my kids. No more. But listen to this. But I, I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel. No more. Amen. Do you see God or your giant today? Do you see God or your giant today? For many of us, our giant is so big, our giant is so large that it's hard for us to see our God. And the focus has went off God and has went onto the giant. You've about ready to give up. For some of us, maybe we have given up. And now we can't see God anymore. We stopped doing what he's asked us to do. We stopped doing what he's called us to do. And all we see is our giant. Well, folks, listen, if you haven't gotten excited yet, maybe you'll get excited about this one. Point number three, and I want you to get this, and we're gonna talk for a minute about it. Number three, God has already won the battle. Amen, amen, amen. There's about 20 of you that are really excited about that, and that's awesome. But listen to this. David runs over and cuts off the giant's head. I love this. I love that David ran towards his giant. David ran towards him, cut his head off. Listen, you could say that David knew how to get ahead of his giant. (laughs) Insert bad pastor joke right there. Just insert it right there. I'm not going to live that one down. I know that. That's all right. We're having fun with it, but listen to this. Isn't that the truth? When was the last time you did the same? How long since you ran towards your giant? Here's what we tend to do many times. This is what we tend to do. We kind of do this. We just say, no, oh, you know what? I can just, let me just hide for a minute. If I hide for a minute, if I just tend to just sit back a little bit, the giant will go away. If I tend just to maybe duck or crawl away or retreat for a little bit, maybe for a moment it works, but you know that your giant still lurks. You know your giant's still there, and that's what we try to do. We take our focus off God, we put it on the giant, and then we tend to just kind of sit back and hide for a little little. God has already won the battle. Here's what I'm going to ask you, First Church of God. Here's what I'm going to ask you. Let's try a different tactic. Let's rush your giant with a God-saturated soul, amplify God, and minimize your giant. What if we started doing that? Not just as individuals, but maybe as a church. Do you think as a church we're facing a giant? You better believe it. Guess what? We come with the Lord God Almighty, amen? And what if we started saying, you know what? No more, giant. Not in this church. Not on this church. Together, we're gonna run with a God-saturated soul and we're gonna run towards those giants and we're gonna run towards them. We're not gonna be scared. We're not gonna tend to hide or retreat or duck or crawl around. We're gonna go towards the giant because why? The Lord God Almighty is on our side, amen. So listen to this today, folks, wherever you're at. 
Listen to these things as you run towards your giant. Maybe this is your battle cry today. Giant of divorce, you will not enter my home. Giant of depression, you will not enter this body. Giant of abuse, insecurity, alcohol, you're going down. It may take a lifetime, but you will not conquer conquer me. How long since you loaded your sling and took a swing at your giant? God has already won the battle. Amen. Listen to this, folks, listen. If we truly would take a God-saturated soul and and run towards our giants as individuals and as a church, I I can guarantee you we start seeing some giants tumble. But what happens? What happens is this. We're gonna learn about it in this a little bit. We tend to get comfortable. We like our seat. We like right where we are. We don't want anything to mess that up. We like to be comfortable. And when the giants start coming, we just decide to stay right where we are and let the giants win. When God's asking us to do all we can to help defeat those giants. Number four is this. We've talked a little bit about it, but I just want to touch base on it. Focus on God, not giants. Listen to this, what David. David made two observations about Goliath. Nothing about his skill, nothing about his age, nothing about a social standing or IQ, nothing about the size of the sword or spear, but he gives much thought to his God. I count nine references to God. How does this ratio compare to yours? Do you ponder God's grace as much as you ponder your guilt? Come on now. Is your list of blessings as long as your list of complaints? We could stop right there, amen? Is your list of blessings as long as your list of complaints? Are you as likely to describe the strength of God as you are the demands of today? Listen, here's what happens is we start focusing on the giants and our list of complaints, list of our struggles become longer and longer each day. Listen, some of you are sitting right there and you're thinking about all the complaints and all the negative things. Listen, it's time for us to get past that and say, God, I want you to get in. I want you to help me defeat the giants in my life. I want you as a church that we come together, quit complaining, quit complaining about the giants. Let's do something about it. Let's come together as church godly people. And you know what? We're going to come together and we're going to run towards our giants and we're going to defeat giants. We're going to talk about God's grace. We're going to talk about God's love and not all the things. The enemy wants to come and derail us and discourage us and get us pressed. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But what? God Almighty comes to us life and life into the fullest. And if we would stop complaining, if we would stop looking at our giants, if we would stop thinking about the negative and say, God, give me a God-saturated soul and let me run towards the giant and defeat it, amen? Man, y'all making me get worked up now. <laughs> listen to this. The whole matter may be summed up with the father and we've talked about it, but listen to this. Focus on giants, you stumble. Focus on God, your giants tumble. Listen to it now. Focus on giants, you stumble. Focus on God, your giants tumble. Listen to this first church of God. Lift your eyes, giant slayer. The God who made a miracle out of David stands ready to make one out of you. 
Do you think the enemy wants to see First Church of God get all these people, get negative and get down? You better believe it. But guess what? We're come with the God Almighty. We're gonna see giants tumble. There's nothing that can stop this church. There's nothing that can stop us as individuals against our giants when we come and in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Well, as I told you, and you guys, like I said, some of you, some of you were friends, others, you lost respect for me about my love for superheroes. <laughs> but there's something that happens. I love the new Avengers movies. If you're a fan of it, you're gonna know maybe what I'm talking about is a couple Avengers movies ago. And there's something that takes place in this movie that I'll never forget. It's something that just connected with me. I know that sounds weird, but I connect it to this story and I connect it to really how God wants, wants me to live. But it's interesting, there's, there's these Avengers and, and there's this moment and where their giants are, are, are coming, the world's falling apart, everything, kind of like some of us feel like right now, our world's falling apart, whether it's personally or we really think the world's falling apart, whatever it may be. There's these two Avengers and there's this moment, there's this moment that takes place and the one Avenger, the superhero, and some of you are like, Nate, what are you talking about? But listen to this, just hang on with me. There's this one superhero to another superhero. And the one superhero is scared to death. And the other one looks at him and says, listen, you can, you can stay here. You can hide. No one's going to think any less of you. You can hide. You can duck. You can retreat. You can just stay here. But we need you to go out and help defeat these giants. We need you to help go out here and defeat what's going on. But if you stay here, that's okay. But if you step out there, you're an avenger. I believe that's what God's saying to us today. He's kind of having this talk, this moment with us. Listen. We know there's giants in your life. We know there's giants facing this church. We know there's giants that are happening. But literally, God's having his own conversation with us. And he says, listen, if you step out there, you're a giant killer. You're a giant slayer. You got to make sure something happens. But there's something that takes place. That there's a transformation that happens. There's a, there's a transformation that happens that must happen in each, each one of us. For many of us, we want to just tend to just be, you know, hiding and duck and just say, you know what? It's getting too bad out there. We don't want to go out. And God's saying, no, I need you. I want you to go out. I need you to be a giant killer. I need you, need you to be a giant slayer. I need you in this moment. Things may look bleak. Things may not look that great, but I need you to go out and do it. I need you to be transformed into something special. Listen to this. Many of you know this verse, but if you know Romans 12, chapter two, you've heard it before for some of you. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Listen to this, church. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, good pleasing, and perfect will. Listen, church, if we wanna be transformed and go from ordinary, come on now, to extraordinary, there's gotta be a conversation with God and say in this moment, there's gotta be something that happens. We gotta get rid of the old. We gotta get rid of the complaints. We gotta get rid of how big our giant is and start focusing on how big our God is. There's gotta be something that takes place that you transform. You gotta allow God to come in you and experience his son, Jesus Christ, and come to know him and start a new God-saturated soul. But something has to happen, just like what we talked about. If you step out there, you're a giant killer. You're a giant slayer. So sometimes you got to get rid of the old. You got to take the old off and begin in the new. So sometimes you got to just go. Yeah.
I was really hoping those push-ups would pay off, but they they didn't. I've been working out all week, just didn't pay off. It's amazing, man. A pastor takes his shirt off and everybody's attention. Get it all, right? (laughs) We're just having a little bit of fun with it. But man, for many of us, here's what happens. If you've ever watched the hawk, you know he goes through a crazy transition. And it's not always easy. Actually, it's kind of painful for him. It's kind of a silly illustration. But it's so true. We don't want to want to go through the hard times. We don't want to go through the pruning to be transformed into something special. Come on now. As a church, there's many of us that are hurting. And I know God's pruning us. And I know God's trying to transform us. We may not understand it. And many of us quit. We give up because we don't want to go through the transformation. We don't want to go through the discipline. We don't want to go through what it takes to be something special, something extraordinary. We don't want to go through what it takes to be a giant killer. Because why? It's easier just to stay comfortable and just to kind of take some steps back, just hide, just retreat, and just keep doing the same thing. But what if we changed it as individuals? What if we changed it as a church and said, I'm going to take off the old. I want to be done with the old. It's not working anymore, and I want to start and begin a transformation in my life to become something great, become something extraordinary, and to become a giant killer, a giant slayer. So I ask you, First Church of God, where are you at? If, if you step out there, you're an avenger, you're a giant killer. It's time to be transformed. Listen, David has sling and five stones to defeat his giant. God's given you the tools you need to defeat yours. Never give up. One prayer might not be enough. One apology might not do it. You may get knocked down a time or two, but don't quit. Keep loading those rocks. Keep swinging that sling. The next time you're wakes you up, Go and reach for a stone. Focus on giants, you stumble. Focus on God, your giants tumble. Lift your eyes, giant slayer. The God who made a miracle out of David stands ready to make one out of you. It's not gonna be easy. It's not going to be easy. The transformation may be hard. It may be tough. The pruning may be the worst thing you've ever experienced. But once you get through it and he allows you to become the giant killer, the giant slayer he's called you to be, and you start running towards your giant, it'll be something that you've never, ever experienced before in your life. And maybe today you sit here. And you've never experienced the love of our Heavenly Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. And you want to begin a personal relationship with Him. Today's your day. Today's the day where you start loading your rocks and become a giant killer. If you want a personal relationship with Him, today is your day. But if you sit here today, you know what your giant is. Don't let Him win anymore. Who do you you see? Your giant or your God? Today is the day that things change. 
Today is the day that us as a church become transformed into something better, into something greater, and we become known as a church that we slay giants in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing a song called Miracle, and it talks about defeating your giants in it. But listen, miracles are happening Miracles can happen today. Whether you begin a relationship with Jesus Christ today or a miracle of just saying, I'm gonna be a giant slayer today, today a miracle can happen in your life. If you wanna pray with somebody, you can come over onto this side. We got some prayer partners that would love to pray with you. Over here, if you wanna pray by yourself, pray at your seat, wherever it is. God wants you to experience a miracle today. I'm gonna pray this prayer for you. And after I pray, they're gonna lead us in this song. Let's pray. Jesus, I trust you with my life. I want to make you my master, savior, and giant killer. I trust you with my heart, and I give you my life. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's stand up, church. And as we sing and worship the Lord, let's respond to what we just heard from him.
what are your mountains, church? David Banner. So why don't you come on up, Nate, Pastor Nate, come on back up. I want Pastor Nate to pray us out today. I sense the spirit move and I want him to just pray us out as we leave and make sure we take away what God wants us to take away today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you, you are a good, good father. Lord, you know the giants in our life. Lord, I pray that as individuals and as a church, we can just say that we run towards our giants with a God-saturated soul. And that you get the glory, that you get the credit, and nobody else. Because without you, nothing is possible, but with you, everything is possible, including defeating our giants. And we just say thank you, thank you for the many giants that have already been defeated, the giants that are being defeated today, and the giants that will be defeated in the future. And we just say thank you and praise you. And we just ask that now as we go, for many of us, a giant will... Hit as soon as we get home. Maybe tomorrow at work. Lord, allow us to remember your word. Remember what David said. 
I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. So may you, Lord, bless us, keep us, and may your face shine upon us like never before as we go out and we defeat our giants. Thank you for this time of worship today. If there's anybody in this place that still needs to pray, let them know they can pray and have an opportunity to whether receive you or to defeat giant. We thank you for these miracles that have been won, and we're going to thank you for the miracles that are yet to happen. We love our graduates. We pray for them as they go out and that they are known to be giant killers. In your name, in Jesus' name, amen.